Sports Talk Chicago, John Zaglou, John Meadows directing and producing one more segment to go here on tonight's program. Appreciate everybody tuning in across our great affiliate and syndication network, Cities 92.9 FM, HCTV, WJOB, and Jet TV. All of you guys, we really appreciate it. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button. We are growing rapidly. We're very appreciative of all of you for hanging out here with us tonight, talking bears. If you missed any portions of this program, go back, podcast it over on sportstalkchicago.com or on any Sports Talk Chicago and, and podcasting platform. You can listen segment by segment or the whole show straight up. It's all going to be there for you at your fingertips while you're there. Give us a rating. Give us a five-star rating and review. We appreciate that as well. We Love hearing from all of our great fans here on the program. Uh, we promised a Bears heavy show. First two segments were Bears, and the last one's going to be two. Bears are going to be taking on the Minnesota Vikings this Sunday. And this should be a game to, well, scrutinize. I'll put it that way. The Bears are going to return home to one in four teams at the bottom of the NFC North, going at it in a barn burner to become two and four and to not be in last place. In the NFC North. Now, important news of note, at least to start things, uh, to start this off, um, Justin Jefferson is going to be out, as far as I know, for this game. So Jefferson will not play, which is going to definitely limit Kirk Cousins and his ability to come through and perform for this Vikings team. Now, the Vikings, I think, overall are a better team on paper than the Bears, for sure. Certainly better. But they're just not playing well. They're 1-4 right now. Kirk Cousins is having a good year on paper, but he's fumbled the ball a lot and made crucial turnovers in specific moments. Alexander Madison, the running back, is running well. Cam Akers behind him also doing well. And they've lost, to their credit, I guess, a lot of close games. Every loss that the Vikings have sustained has been by, by one possession or less, which is so funny. We talked about this before the year even began. And just so I could refresh your memory, last year the Vikings won the division with the same exact point differential that they had the year prior. That was the year they went 8-8 eight and eight and fired Mike Zimmer and got rid of their GM, Rick Spielman, as well. They were in the market for a new GM and a new head coach. Then last year, under said GM and head coach, they put up the same point differential but win the division. We all knew disaster was coming, and now it's here. A lot of the Vikings game, games last year were decided by one bounce of the football. Turned out they won all those close games, succeeded on a massive scale, and look where they were. This year, though, the ball's not bouncing their way, and now disaster is striking. Right? All the games they've lost have been by seven points or less. They even lost to the Chiefs last week, 27-20. Their only win was against Carolina, and they barely pulled that one out, too. Carolina was in it till the last snap. They lost to Tampa field goal by to Philadelphia by six points to the Chargers by four and their schedule is going to be rocky the rest of the way as well they're going to have two matchups against the Bears here's the first one I don't know what even to say about Minnesota in the sense of they have good numbers on paper but they don't win games and I really think more than anything this is a situation of not winning those close games that they were guaranteed to win almost last year. Last year, they nothing stopped them. Overtime, fourth quarter, they were going to do it. And Kirk Cousins actually had a career low year. Some of the highest turnover rates he's ever had, one of the lowest passer ratings he's ever had, and they just won. They won in spite of Kirk Cousins last year. He brought him back. He's doing great on paper. Made a couple of key turnovers in specific situations. Now they're one and four. 
Receiving's good. I mean, Justin Jefferson's a beast. TJ Hawkinson's doing great. And Jordan Addison, rookie wide receiver, putting up great numbers as a rookie. Already has three touchdown catches and 249 yards to his own right. They have quality players. They have a good running back. I know they cut ties with Dalvin Cook, but Alexander Madison has certainly picked up the slack. 276 yards, 4.3 per carry. I mean, he's going to rush for 1,000, assuming he stays healthy. So the Vikings are a quality team on paper. Looking at the Bears, the big question is going to be, as we kind of alluded to in our first segment, which Justin Fields are we going to see this week? Are we going to see the first three games of Justin Fields, which is interceptions, fumbles galore, um, you know, 70 passer ratings, or are we going to see the last two games, eight touchdowns, one pick, solid numbers, throwing the ball downfield, targeting D.J. Moore as he should be? Are we going to see that? Because if we see that version of Justin Fields, I think the Bears have a real shot to make this game competitive and or win outright. The version of Justin Fields that we see is going to determine how this game goes, in addition to the usual things, right, like limiting turnovers and limiting fumbles, things of that nature. The Bears could easily force Kirk Cousins to make a mistake. Kirk always makes mistakes. He's always made mistakes. They could find a way to force a pick or two, strip sack or two, return one to the end zone, and make a difference in this game. I could totally see it. It's definitely within the realm of possibility. The question is, can they execute? Can they do it? The Vikings could say the same about Justin Fields, though. Fields is third in the NFL right now in fumbles. Now, he didn't lose all of them, but he's third in the NFL. He's thrown two pick sixes in the fourth quarter of games this year alone. He's kind of in the past as well. If they force Justin Fields to kind of be muddied up in the pocket, kind of feel a little bit claustrophobic, wreck his confidence, they could easily pull out this game too. The point is it's anybody's game. And the point is the quarterback play from both sides is going to determine how it all plays out. For Justin Fields and the Bears, if Fields shows up and plays like he has the past couple of weeks, not only will that mean more confidence, renewed confidence at Fields himself from team, from the personnel, from media, from fans, but also a chance to really win this game. If he plays like he did last week against Washington, they're going to win this game. And if they don't win it, they're going to come very close. It's going to be a one-possession game down to the wire. If he plays like the first couple of weeks, we're in for a long game on Sunday afternoon. And for Kirk Cousins, if he just holds on to the football and continues to pad his stats, they're probably going to win. Even without Justin Jefferson, it's not like they're going to be totally inadequate. I mean, Hawkinson and Addison are still going to be there for him as weapons. Madison's still going to be running the football down the Bears' necks like he always does. It's really going to be a battle of who shows up offensively on Sunday. My final score prediction as of right now, this is right now, I don't predict the Bears to win. I'm not going to pick them because I've been burned way too many times before. I think the Bears are going to lose this game 27-24. to I think potentially a last-second field goal by Minnesota is going to win this one or maybe You know, with a minute to go, they're going to kick a field goal. The Bears will get one more shot. They probably won't convert. This is going to be down to the wire, and I think it's going to be a close one, but the Vikings pull it out 27-24. Now, this doesn't mean that it's going to be a failure for the Bears, and I'm not going to bash the Bears if they play an all-out competitive game, if they limit mistakes, and they just lose. The problem is going to be if they lose by self-inflicted wounds, if Justin Fields regresses exponentially and goes back to week one or week two, Justin Fields, then we're going to have a problem. But 
If Fields plays well, generally speaking, and doesn't commit a turnover in a crucial situation, and does his best to keep this team in the game, I really don't see a problem with the loss. And I'm not a moral victory guy, never have been, never will be, but the fact is this Bears team, for whatever reason, out of the gate, was not good. And they're going to have to do a lot more to build back up my trust and my expectations. As of right now, this is still a failed season. They could still change that narrative, but the fact is, through five games, they're one and four. They were supposed to be better than this. That said, with how bad they've played, my expectations have gone down. <laughs> and I'm not going to pick them to win when they played like this overall. They need to rebuild expectations and rebuild perception. If they win this week and knock off Minnesota, become two and four, I think that's a huge win for them. May not seem like it, but I think that's a huge win for them. Intra-division rivalry, going to face them again down the road. They have a good team on paper. They're just not winning games. They've been in every single game they've played. The Bears have not. The Bears have been blown out on national TV. So if the Bears win this game, it's an accomplishment. It is. I will give them credit for sure. If they lose, depending on how they lost, that's where there might be a problem. For me and for everybody else, too. I know I'm not speaking for myself here. You guys know that. If they lose and Justin Fields throws three picks, that's a problem. If they lose and, I don't know, somebody fumbles the football five times, going to be a problem. But if they win and everybody plays well, it's a solid game, great. If they lose and it's down to the final snap, fine, great. They played their hearts out. They got outplayed. They got beat. And that's, oh, that's okay, too. Not going to kill them for that, either. So it really depends on how this game is going to be played and how it will go. That will determine at least my reaction to my perception, but really everybody else's as well. But I want to make it clear, if they win this game and get up to 2-4 and four and they beat the Vikings on Sunday, that's an accomplishment. It's not a joke. That's not a laughingstock type game. It's not like, oh, they're going to beat you know one of the worst teams in football. No, it's a, it's, a, it's a nice win if they could pull it off. It's a nice win. It's a quality win. It puts them at 2-4. and four. That's a two-game win streak going into the rest of the year, and maybe they find a way to get back to 500 or Go 7-10 uh, or 8-9. Eight and, eight and it's possible. Things need to change, and they need to win. And it really starts on Sunday. So my final score, at least as of right now, again, Bears lose 27-24. Hope they prove me wrong. I'm not going to pick them for many reasons. And if you guys remember the first three games of this season, I think you can understand why I won't pick them. Really, the first four. But... They could definitely win. They can definitely pull this one out. It's a winnable game. Two one and four teams, two divisional teams in the NFC North, two teams with something to play for. I mean, the Vikings are playing like crap. I mean, there are rumors right now, not joking, that Kirk Cousins is going to be traded to the Jets. Doubt it's going to happen, but those are rumors being floated right now. So just think about the chaos here. There's chaos up there in Minnesota as well. They're battling rumors. They're battling dumb stories and bad stories, just like the Bears have been. They've been battling that all year, the Bears have been, from day one. Both teams are going through turmoil. The Bears are in a better position in the sense of this was somewhat expected, but they're still playing bad. The Vikings, I mean, they're, they're probably panicking up there, as they should be. They're one and four. Maybe two and three, maybe three and two. We didn't expect them to be great, but we expected better than one and four and being dead last in the NFC North. The Vikings have more to play for this weekend. The Vikings have more of a sense of urgency this weekend. As a result, they're probably going to press, and they're probably going to play nervous and scared. The Bears have an opportunity. Justin Fields' competence is right back up through the roof after these past couple of games. He could go out there and sling it and see what happens. And if they lose and they play hard, who cares? 
Great. Awesome. They win? Awesome, too. The Bears have an opportunity, though, to knock off Minnesota on Sunday. I don't think they will. I think it's going to be close. But a close game is better than a blowout loss, especially against a team that's your division rival and who's also 1-4. Ouch. They're in worse straits and in worse situations than the Bears are. That's a fact. Don't worry as much about the Bears this weekend. Don't press about the Bears this weekend. Press if you're a Vikings fan because you've got a lot more to play for. <laughs> I mean, jobs could be on the line for all I know. I doubt it, but I'll tell you what. I mean, the Vikings turn out 1-5 potentially. That wasn't on my bingo card. That wasn't on my playlist. The Bears doing it, it's more kind of uh, realistic because they always suck and they always hurt people and they always dumb down expectations. They always do it. So, I'm hoping for a Bears competitive game at minimum. I'm hoping to see Justin Fields continue to grow. I hope that we don't see the first couple of games version of Justin Fields, because if we do, that's going to be extremely discouraging. He has a lot to play for. Fields has to play for his future and his future contract with this team and for the Bears' ability to not pick a quarterback this year in the draft. He has a lot to play for. Eberflus has something to play for every week now moving forward. There's a lot out there and a lot going on. It's going to be a close game. And I hope you hang here with us when we stream the game live at noon on Sunday here on Sports Talk Chicago. Appreciate everybody tuning in to today's program. Again, a big thank you to all of our TV and radio affiliates across Illinois and Indiana. ACTV, Cities 92.9 Talk FM, AM 1230, WJOB and Gen TV. John Meadows directing and producing. Great job behind the scenes here. You can like the video, subscribe to our YouTube channel at Sports Talk Chicago as we continue to grow. Follow me all over at John Z Sports and follow us at Sports Talk Chicago on social media. Uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in. We, we always appreciate your interaction and your support. And we are looking forward to weathering out the rest of this season with you all here on the program. Until next time, so long, everyone.